You are listening to I Thirst, a Lenten sermon by Pastor Bay Allen. Now, as an extension of the means of grace, if you decide that you need to quench that thirst that you may be feeling, we do have water. Just put your hand up and I can give you one. There's a box that says, in case of emergency, and it has water in it. Even Jesus said, I thirst, right? But we're going to go ahead and we're going to get started this morning. Would you pray with me? Oh God, we welcome you into this place. We pray that your spirit will fall afresh upon us. We pray that you will encounter us through scripture, through the fellowship with one another, through the fellowship with the saints who have gone before. We pray that you will just enliven us, quicken us. We pray that you will open our hearts so that we may receive what you have prepared for us on this day, in this place, at this time. Give us ears to hear, eyes to see, hands to grab a hold, and a heart to beat more like yours. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Welcome, everyone, to Faith on 68. It is wonderful to be with you today. For those of you that I do not already know on a weekly basis, I am Pastor Bay, and it is great to have you out here at Faith on 68. Uh, Today we are finishing off our midweek Lenten series that we've been doing, where we have uh, breaking of bread together, and we also come around the table of our Lord together, uh, and we also enter into the Scripture. And today we are delving in once again Notice the dark atmosphere in the room. We're delving into the final moments of Christ as he hung on the cross, the salvation for the world. And so we are entering in today, and some of, some of you who entered in, I offered you a means of grace. And that means of grace was a pretzel, and everyone knows they make you thirsty. Today we are looking at how Jesus Christ from the cross cried out, I thirst. How he said, I thirst. So I encourage you to turn with me in your Bibles or an applicable app on your smartphones if you use one of those. Today we are turning to John chapter 19, verse 28 through 30, in which we read, After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, said, I thirst. Now a vessel full of sour wine was sitting there, and they filled a sponge with sour wine, put it on hyssop, and put it to his mouth. So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So again, just a moment ago, you were encouraged to take a pretzel. Um, And did everyone get a pretzel that wanted a pretzel? Everyone get a pretzel that wanted a pretzel. Um, And that's important because, again, it helps us to enter in a little bit. Those are not the means of our communion. Those are a means of grace, however, a way for us to enter in and to experience what Christ has laid before us a little more deeply, a little more meaningfully, perhaps. So I pray that you did take that if you wanted to. No, there's nothing funny about that pretzel. It's just an ordinary pretzel. But there could be more to it. There could be more. And I ask you, do you thirst? Are you thirsty? 
Do you thirst? Because Jesus, our Lord, Jesus knew thirst. The Paschal Lamb, the Passover Lamb, our Savior, God's only begotten Son, who came not to condemn the world, but so that the world may be saved through him. Yes, Jesus. Jesus knew thirst. And today's scripture transports us back in time. Back in time to the scene of our redemption. God's own son suspended between heaven and earth. Arms stretched out. Body. Words can't even describe it. This is where we find Jesus. His ministry on earth still wet on his memory. Still coating the lives of those that he transformed like dewdrops covering the new day. It was wet. Can you see it? Jesus, the water of Jesus, brings life. We see this in Scripture. And here on the cross, here he is on the cross. What are the words of our Savior? I thirst. I wonder as he spoke these words, I wonder what rushed through his mind. Our scripture today tells us Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, said, I thirst. For all things were now accomplished. Wow. What do you thirst for? What do you thirst for? I wonder if this, uh, this moment on the cross, if it brought to mind for him an encounter with a certain woman at a certain well, at Jacob's well. I wonder if that thought raced through Jesus' mind as he spoke the words once again, I thirst. And I keep asking you, and I will, for a little while at least, for what do you thirst And I ask because Jesus had a deep thirst, didn't he? For those of us who remember the encounter with the woman at the well, it is easy for us to see the encounter with the woman and focus on the woman. Isn't it? To see how skewed her view of reality was, perhaps. To see how lost she really was. To see how she misunderstood the big picture. How she failed to see that life is more than fulfilling our physical thirst. That it is more than where we are from. Where we are to go. Or where we are not to go based off of where we are from. There is more than any of that. Than all of that. It's not about whether we worship on the mountain or whether we worship in Jerusalem. Jesus, did he think of her? Did that thought race through his crown-pierced head as he uttered these words? I thirst. I wonder if he remembered, yes, early in his ministry, when he did speak these words at Jacob's well. A totally different place than the place of the skull. He was in Samaria. Samaria. Jesus just walked up to a well in Samaria. That'll preach. You may not get it, but Jews don't do this. Jews didn't do this. You you don't go, 
to Samaria. The Jews and the Samaritans, they, they don't mix. You don't go there. But Jesus did. Jesus went. He, he just walked up, approached the well like he owned the place, and there was a woman drawing water. And do you remember what he said to her? Do you remember what Jesus said? He said, I thirst. He said, will you give me a drink? And this well, uh, let's take notice of exactly what well this was. This was Jacob's well. And for those of us who have looked through the Old Testament a little bit, we know a little bit about Jacob. There was the latter, but there was also this awesome wrestling match with Jacob. You know, one that Jacob walked away needing a cane for the rest of his life after having, where he wrestled with God, we are told, wrestled with angels. Jacob was given a new name, a new identity. Israel, he was called from that moment on. You know, Israel means one who struggles with God. Perhaps you've heard of Israel. A lot of struggles taken place in Israel. Still does. That's the well Jesus came to. The well of struggle. The well of conflict. Let's face it, it was a fitting place. God's people, the Jews, they struggled to go into Samaria. And Jesus just walks right up to it. He entered this hostile territory. There was a woman at the well. And Jesus said, I thirst. Jesus, we see him asking for hospitality in the face of hostility. Jesus said, I thirst. Are you thirsty today? For what do you thirst? Water? Do you thirst for water? Or do you have something deeper? Is there a deeper thirst that water can't satiate? A deeper longing. Jesus said, I thirst. Let's look at this encounter. I want us to go to John chapter 4. It'll only take a moment. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied from his journey, sat thus by the well. It was about the sixth hour. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink. For his disciples, they had gone away into the city to go buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it himself? He drank from it as well as his sons and his livestock? Are you greater than him? And Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water. Give me this water that I may not thirst or or come here to draw. 
And then transporting a little, and a few verses later in verse 20, our fathers worshipped on this mountain, and you Jews say that Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. Jesus said to her, woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither worship on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. Worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews, but the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father is seeking such to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to Him, I know that Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When He comes, He will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am He. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Are you thirsty? Are you physically thirsty? You'll have opportunity to get a bottle of water in just a moment. If you want one, put your hand up. I'll bring it to you right now. Are you thirsty? If you're thirsty, drink. Drink. And likewise, if you are thirsty for more than the physical, if you are thirsty for more of Jesus in your life, drink. He's right here in the midst of the struggle. There's a well of living water in the midst of the struggle. Are you thirsty? Jesus was thirsty for a world that wasn't divided. Jesus was thirsty for a world where all could come to the same well. Jesus was thirsty for a redeemed world where worship could take place on the mountain. It could take place in Jerusalem. It didn't matter. It was worship. It could take place in a traditional site, a contemporary site, you name it, a strip mall. Jesus was thirsty for that. And on the cross, he cried out, I thirst. What are you thirsty for today? I pray you can name it. I pray God will enlighten you to be able to name it because there are a lot of people walking around on this planet acting like they just took a big bite out of a really salty pretzel. And they have no way of quenching that thirst. But you do. We need water. Look what Christ said, verse 13. Whoever drinks this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst, because the water that I shall give him will become in him a well, a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. And the woman's response, Sir, give me this water. I don't want to thirst anymore, she said. I don't want to come to this well that I have to keep coming back to. Give me this water of which you speak. Are you thirsty? Because I got to tell you something. Christ wants to give the world a water truck. You may look at me funny. Jesus wants to give the world a water truck. I had a friend in Desert Storm overseas. And there's a certain branch within the military. And their entire job was to drive a water truck. To take water to the soldiers who were out in the desert 
away from any well, much less a well of struggle. Their job was to take the water to the soldiers. And right here it says, Jesus thirsts for us to be his water trucks. But the water I give, the water I give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. That's a source of water Jesus is creating within his people. Christ wants to give the world a water truck. This water, once you drink it, you're becoming a source of this water for others. Don't you see it? Once you drink, you become a source for others. You become a holy water truck for Christ. That's what Jesus thirsts for. That we all draw from the same well, regardless of our pasts, regardless of our location. I wonder what went through our Savior's mind in those final moments. Again, today's scripture transports us to the scene of our redemption. God's own son, suspended between heaven and earth, arms stretched out, body, words can't describe it. His ministry on earth is still wet on his mind still coating the lives of those he transformed like dewdrops covering a new day. And Jesus, the water of Jesus, brings life. And there he is, on the cross, in the midst of the struggle. Listen to his words. thirst. Are you thirsty? Are you thirsty? God is a God who quenches our thirst. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to God, creator. God breathed the breath of life at creation. God blessed humankind before any of our accomplishments, any of our shortcomings. God made a way for preservation, even when the profanity of our existence warranted destruction. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. There's so much power in that knowledge, in that ownership of what we have been given through Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Would you say that to me, your pastor? Would you remind me of this, please? Thanks be to God. As forgiven and reconciled people, let us offer ourselves and our gifts to God. The Bible, it instructs us to offer ourselves as living sacrifices. And the Holy Spirit brings this into reality. Our offering is not just treasure. It consists of time, talents, and treasures. It consists of more. 
On your way out today, you'll find two baskets there. There's one if you would like to leave an offering of your treasure. The other one, you will find some more means of grace. Feel free to take some of that with you. Take it, you can eat it, you can keep it as a reminder. Pretzels keep pretty well. Reminder that there is a thirst that water alone cannot satiate. At this time, I invite you to turn your heart towards God, as even now the Holy Spirit is guiding you in becoming a living sacrifice, pure and holy, pleasing unto the Lord. Let's offer our best to God. Would you just take a moment in silent prayer before God at this time, reflecting upon the mighty acts of your salvation? Almighty God, for your blessings, we give you thanks. Amen. Dear God, pour out your Holy Spirit on us that are gathered here and on these gifts of bread and on the fruit of the vine. Make them be for us the body and the blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. Amen. I love the fact that there is one loaf. There's one loaf. We are all so varied in our backgrounds, in our histories, the places we've been, the things we've seen, the things we've done, the people we've done them with. But one thing we have in common, and that is we are all a part of the family of God, all redeemed by the same Savior, Jesus Christ. There's one loaf. I'm also thankful that there is, there is one fruit of the vine, the true vine, the blood of the new covenant poured out for the forgiveness of many. Because there is one loaf, we who are many are one body, for we all partake of the one loaf. The bread which we break is a sharing in the body of Christ. The cup over which we give thanks is a sharing in the blood of Christ. On the night that Jesus was to give himself up for the salvation of the world, he was at meal with his closest friends, his disciples. And he took the loaf, he gave thanks to God in heaven, he broke it. He turned to his disciples and he said, Take, eat. This is my body given for you. And after they had eaten, our Savior took the cup and he gave thanks to God in heaven. Then he turned to his disciples and he said, This cup, this is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. As often as you drink, do so. In remembrance of me. And so all those years ago, our Savior set the table that we come to today. This is an open table. This table doesn't belong to us, but it is offered to each and every one of us. Those of you who seek an extension of God's grace into your life through the sacrament of the Eucharist, you're welcome at this table. You're welcome. I'm going to ask, Don, would you help me to serve, please? The table is set. Won't you come?
Punjikam. For what do you thirst? Go and be the body and the life-giving force of Christ in the world. Go in grace, go in peace, go in love with a heart of sacrifice and a thirst that just can't be quenched by physical means. Share the water of life with all those you meet. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.